Why am I here? What am I doing? Where do I want to go? How do I want to do it? Where, what is my destiny? What is my path? How can I be of worth? Well, I think there's, I don't think, first, I know, there's a belonging, there's a sense of, there's a sense of belonging that we all have as human beings. We all have that. Um, we want to belong to something. We are, uh, we are tribal people. Um, because that's in our history, it's in our DNA. We spent many, many years hunting and gathering in groups. And when, before technology and the, without the ability, without the ability to uh, move around like we have now, I mean, you see it in the old Native Americans, right? they, have, they, they group in tribes, uh, Israel groups in tribes. Throughout history, there's just been a group of, you know, uh, people that consolidate into groups of like-minded people, and and with that, um, the reason that is is because we have a sense of belonging, and I'm sure evolutionary biologists can can explain, you know, how or why, or and or neurologists can explain, you know, what drives that, and or psychologists can explain you know, a deeply rooted sense of whatever it is that drives people to, uh, to, to gather in small groups and like that. Um, nonetheless, it, there's a sense of, there's an inward yearning to belong to something. And if you don't have that, if, if we don't have that, if we don't nurture that longing for something, Somebody will. If history has showed us anything, it's that if good people don't do the right thing, then bad people will do bad things. Uh, over and over again throughout history, that that is that has happened. And in, in the sense of belonging, if people in the church if people you know not, not even in church anymore online if the community of faithful individuals doesn't extend their hand and offer their wisdom and their knowledge and their help and their charity and their love to others somebody else will some other force will some other organization will and then, and then you don't know uh, what potential negative outcome will come from that. It's inherent in our in our DNA, in our bodies, that we that we yearn to find out more. And I think that if you and I can always I can always point back to the Bible, into a story uh, that has 
meaning in almost any aspect of the world today. And if you look back to the Tower of Babel, right? The Tower of Babel was essentially human beings recognizing their potential for greatness on this in this world. I want to be great. Let us build a city. And within this city, we'll build a tower to be make our to make ourselves great. That was the idea. To stretch to the head. To be like God. To be like gods. And and that was the goal. And I'm I'm probably gonna misquote this. I don't have it in front of me, obviously. But it's when they're building this Tower of Babel that God looks down upon them and says, when humans, when the people work together, they can accomplish anything. So let us go and change their language and scatter them across the world. Now that's a, that's a powerful statement. It's a powerful statement that says that shows humans are inherently tribal people, that they want to come together and they're inherently ambitious people. They, that they think things through and they want to succeed and they want to push forward in something. They want to be in a group and they want to succeed in stuff. They're ambitious. And God says that's dangerous. It's dangerous because when you have too many people focused on their own collective success. He knows that they're not going to do the right thing because they become gods in their own mind that they don't need God himself. And when you don't need or when you think that you don't need God, that's when bad things are going to happen. And they're going to happen rapidly. And there's no turning back because after a generation, then there's been no God. That's the great thing about the Jewish people throughout the Bible. Is that no matter how bad their situation got, they always were, they kept faith in God. God eventually delivered them. As a matter of fact, it's quite the opposite. They didn't lose faith in God when bad things happened. They lost faith in God when the good things happened. That's the paradox. 
and I'm not a biblical scholar and I don't you know I don't want to speak out of turn on on the stories right on, on the stories throughout the Bible but I think it that's very telling it's very telling that in times of excess or in times of success that lead to excess that is when we tend to turn away from the Almighty who makes everything possible and has made whatever success possible. And so you're doomed for a fall. You're doomed to fail. And I think God was telling us that as early as the Tower of Babel. For it probably, really as early as Adam and Eve who didn't listen and were banished from paradise. But you could blame that on the serpent, right? You could, you could, you could come up with justifications. I'm sure to say, well, it really wasn't, you know, they had influence, they had negative influence. Okay, well, a few stories later, a few pages later in the Tower of Babel, it's only people that think they are going to make a name for themselves together to build a tower so great that we can that'll reach the heavens. And God specifically says, if they work together in their same language, they're going to forget about me and, they're, and they need to be scattered and this tower needs to be destroyed. And that's what happens. And that's what happens. It's a very interesting lesson there. I'm sure other people have different takes on that, but that's how I look at it. So in that sense, um, there's a yearning for people to seek a higher authority, to seek meaning in their lives. And if they do it toward, towards worldly things, like a tower, like a building, like a city, for their own ambitions, they're headed down the wrong path. They're headed somewhere that's not good. But when you steer those individuals in the direction of God, in the direction of Christ, in order to, in order to help people, in order to be selfless, in order to be compassionate, in order to uh, to help one another, to, to increase His Word, to better the lives of everyone around them. And I don't mean better in the sense of, you know, money or things. I mean better in the sense of community and charity and goodwill between individuals. Nothing could be greater, in my opinion. Nothing could be greater. And I think it that yearning for meaning and that yearning for the for the divine is crucial. I believe it's crucial um, in understanding humanity. And when you don't have that, or you don't have it in the, in the right sense, if you have it in some other sense, if you put your hopes and your dreams and your 
politics, if you put your hopes and your dreams into your success and into your job and into your corporation, into your business, into your work life, into, into something else, you are not fulfilled and you will not be fulfilled. There's a hole. That hole will remain there and you'll work and you'll work and you'll work and you'll work and it'll never be filled. And you'll save and you'll get more things and you'll buy more stuff and you'll you'll uh, uh, earn more money and you'll and, and you'll just keep on adding and you'll keep on adding and you'll keep on adding and nothing will satisfy you. To eventually you turn you you, you hit a uh, a point of despair, and then in which case you 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 start to spiral. Because you become vindictive, you become nihilistic, you become, because there's no meaning in your life. That's when things can get ugly, personally, for yourself and then for those around you. That's when you get a, an alcohol problem. That's when you have a drug problem. That's when you start, you know, that's when you start down the slippery slope of personal detriment because none of those things have real meaning they only have meaning for a small period of time but God having meaning in God you have meaning for eternity for eternity you have meaning and that yearning has to be quenched. It has to be satisfied. And if it doesn't, it will crush you. That yearning for, for meaning, that yearning for a higher power, that yearning for the, the influence of life. Why am I here? What am I doing? Where do I want to go? How do I want to do it? Where, what is my destiny? What is my path? How can I be? of worth you feel it inside you everybody feels it inside you inside themselves so if you don't if you don't come to Christ and you look for that meaning elsewhere you will uh, you will be sorely disappointed You will be scattered to the winds and um, it'll be detrimental for the rest of your life until you make that until you make that turn towards Christ towards doing the right thing towards doing the meaningful thing yeah I think that's that's it that's that's why that's why we're doing what we're doing in order to, to, to gather people under what's most important and give them an idea, the idea, the knowledge that nothing else matters 
accept Christ and then within Christ, the way to give yourself meaning that you yearn for, that you long for, is to recognize that Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. That He is the beginning and the end. That He is the way. And then if you know that, then you know you need to help your brothers and sisters find their own way. And not cow, cower down, not slink away from your responsibility. No, no, no. To take that responsibility, to take that burden, to pick up your cross and carry it. And if you can carry somebody else's cross for a while, then carry his too. Or carry hers too. Until she recognizes what you're doing. And it'll make you stronger. It'll make you more fulfilled. It will fulfill that yearning for belonging. It will fulfill that yearning of meaning. It will fulfill that hole in your life that can't be filled anywhere else. Does that make sense? I hope I'm, not, I hope I'm making sense. Um, because I truly believe that. I truly believe that. And and so there are many other people, obviously, that are doing a lot more than what we're doing. Okay, and, and I applaud every single one of them. Every single Christian American organization that's out there preaching the gospel, that's out there converting, that's out there, uh, you know, spreading love, making music, uh, I, we support 100%. We support 100%. But, uh, or and, should I say, um, we hope that they would support us too. We hope that they would support us too. And we hope to take part in anything. I'm, I'm, we, we are open to any, uh, to any organization that wants to do something together. Uh, as long as, you know, time and, and resources are available, you know, to do that. We're here. We're here, and, 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 and we're not going anywhere. This is this will be um, one of my life's greatest missions, I believe. And it's not something that um, that that I'm that I plan on ever giving up. And hopefully, hopefully, it starts a conversation nationally. Um, as to what it means to be a Christian America and, and why it's important to be in a Christian America. Why is it important to be in a Christian America? For all of these reasons I've said. Because there's nothing more important. There's nothing more important. There's nothing more important in your life. There's nothing more important in our world. There's nothing, and there's nothing more meaningful to you personally than building a relationship with God and building a relationship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and it will fulfill your day and give you meaning. Extremely important. Sound good?